And we're doing another podcast today on Rockville Radio 7.77. And this one is for you homeschooling parents. Because a lot of you are in a situation now where the education of your child has to take place in your house. And when when the schools do open up, then eventually you'll have that opportunity to, to uh, send them back there. But until then, we'd like to help you out. And when I say we, I'd like to introduce my guest to you today, Adrian Acosta. From He's from the Options for Youth Charter School. Adrian and I have been uh, friends for, what, Adrian, 20 years, would you say? How <laughs> <laughs> yes. fast, bro. 20 20 years. Yeah, be- um, because I was thinking that we both worked together at Options for Youth. I mean, you're you're there still, but I was there uh, at a location here in the high desert, and you came over and helped me, I remember. Yes, yes. If it wasn't for you, I, I don't know if I would have uh, made it past the first year. But <laughs> Well, I, I just know that we try to support each other, and we used to spend a lot of time joking around to kind of keep our sanity, if, if you remember that, too. Oh yeah, um, laughter do is good like a medicine, and trust uh, trust me, it made it easier to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, as you heard, Adrian is a teacher still with Options for Youth Charter School. Adrian, you've been teaching for how many years now? Um, twenty years. So um, that's when it started. I um, kind of um, I started with uh, business administration. That's why I got my degree in. I got out into the real world, as they say, and it uh, didn't pan out. And I was very scared. And I'm like, uh, what can I do now? <laughs> and so I uh, put two and two together. I said, you know, I always like learning, like working with kids. And here I am 20 years later uh, doing something that I never imagined doing to begin with. And you're, you're primarily still teaching grades 7 through 12. Is that correct? Yes. I am a seventh through twelfth grade. Okay, and I, as I mentioned, uh, we would like to help you out if you are in the situation as I mentioned earlier. This is maybe your first time educating one of your kids in your house, and so what Adrian and I want to do, because we both have the teaching background. I was a teacher for twenty four years. We have a few things. I think a few basic things that we can share with people. Let me tell people too that. Where you work, Adrian, where, and where you and I used to work as well, it's a charter school, so it's independent study. In, the case you don't, in case you as a listener don't understand what an independent study means, it means that uh, the school, the charter school is giving you the materials and your child is having to complete the materials at home and then turn them in at the charter school. Did I get that right, Adrian? Yes. Um, I, I know... There's a lot of confusion with, uh, you know, students who come from a traditional school setting. A lot of times they think they have to pay for it, um, and they don't. It's funded by tax dollars, just like traditional school. And, and anybody, anybody can come in. Anybody can enroll, right, Adrian? Oh yes, uh, it's open to anybody. Uh, it's kind of like a hybrid. Uh, you have packets that students work on at home, as well as classes where they have to come in and be taught as in a traditional classroom. So it's kind of like a hybrid. Now, the home part, let's talk a little bit about that because uh, I want to kind of focus on that. Adrian, how do you, as a teacher, help the folks that when, they, when the kids are taking the packets home, they're taking the materials home, 
What kind of advice do you give them? Well, uh, the main thing is to keep in constant communication with me. Yes. And uh, that's via email. Um, I've learned um, kind of quickly because we had to learn uh, kind of a new model of teaching um, where I used um, primarily a Zoom and Google Meet. Uh, Google Meet is free. It's part of the Google suite of education, um, free to everybody. And I can use that uh, to interact with my students uh, on camera and they can see what I'm uh, you know, writing on the board. I'm a math teacher, so I have to show them visually, and we interact that way. Um, communication is key, though. They send me emails. They uh, we use something called Google Meet, Google Hangouts, um, and for a writing interface, I use something called a Jamboard, and uh, I can interact with my students that way. And um, learning takes place primarily through those meetings. Yeah, that's great. That's great because this is all stuff that they can do right from their home. And uh, what about you and I talked about this before the program, the supplemental things that resources and things like that. What about those kind of things, Adrian? Oh, yes. Um, Because, you know, sometimes it's not the most ideal, you know, because uh, I deal with students inside the classroom where, you know, I I actually see them physically. But because of COVID 19, um, it kind of forced us to do more where I'm using, um, you know, online material and interacting with them through that means too. So it's kind of a combination of both. And um, usually it's easier to help students when they're right there. Okay. that Nothing can really take away from that being the most effective means of educating students. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. You know, sometimes the parents can't bring their students uh, students to school or their kids to school. So we had to find alternative means. And, um, you know, you can't teach them. You know, they have a, we have two-hour blocks where we teach them. And uh, they're not going to learn everything in that two, in those two hours, you know. Uh, some kids will learn it regardless. <laughs> yeah. uh, they don't even need me. It's like a, I'm a cheerleader. You know, they're going to learn it uh, whether I teach them or not. And there's others who, you know, they, they need more help. So to supplement uh, their learning, I usually advise them to go online. Uh, Khan Academy is an excellent resource. That's a great one. Khan Academy is let's, an excellent resource. Let's spell, that, let's spell it for them, because they might think it's C-O-N. It's K-H-A-N. Yeah, uh, K-H-A-N Academy. Yeah. Dot org. Excellent, excellent, excellent resource. Again, it's a great supplemental tool. Um, you could use it for teaching, but the only disadvantage with respect to that is you can't interact with it, but you can go back and replay it if you don't get something. So that's good. Yeah. Um, and they have, I teach math. They have a wide variety of subjects, science, um, v- wide variety of subjects. So that's usually the number one resource I point that students to. Um, there are others. Um, again, I'm a math teacher, so I'm kind of biased and partial here. Uh, I use uh, IXL.com. Uh, literally, IXL.com. You look at any search engine, it'll take you there. Uh, YouTube, just type in on uh, YouTube, you know, what you're looking for. Great supplemental materials by teachers and people who are not teachers but know the material well. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think, like you said, Adrian, any subject, we're talking any subject, science, math, like you said. Uh, history. Yes, I wish I, 
I wish I had this when I was in school. Yeah. Um, and when I, you know, when I didn't understand something, I was like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, they got um, they got it all right here. I mean, right there on YouTube. And like you said, Khan Academy. I mean, and like we're saying, uh, physics, um, geometry, it, right, Adrian? It's all there. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, uh, I know this is a little bit on a, off on a tangent, but I'm a math person. I like to learn. And you can find like free course material through even colleges. Um, MIT has a site on there where you could like take. Uh, now you're not enrolled in the colleges and you're not getting the full material, but you have supplemental stuff from MIT. I mean, that's a one of the most prestigious institutions in our country. Yes, it's amazing what you have at your fingertips. It is. It is. I I checked out stuff that this the local library system now. Where our podcast here is going to go across the country and across the world. So, um, but our local library system, which I'm going to say probably most counties here in America probably have, our particular county here has a lot of the same thing you're talking about, where you can um, look at videos. I looked at a lecture from, I think, some professor from Minnesota or somewhere, Dakota talking about the Spanish Armada. I mean, it's like you said, there's just amazing amount of stuff out there. It's phenomenal. Yes. I mean, you, and you worked at the library too. Yeah. So, uh, are you still working there? Well, not right now because there's everything going on, but I think you're still. Technically. Yeah. Um, technically I'm still a volunteer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and um, at the library, I've learned um, because I have three kids and my oldest is five years old and we access library resources here. Um, at home, like ABC, uh, I believe it's ABC Kids Academy, or ABC, I'm sorry, ABC Mouse. Yeah. And um, all you have to have is a free library card, you know, with the serial number, and you plug it in, and you have free access to ABC Mouse, and very helpful tools, especially for young ones. Let me ask you two quick questions, because uh, we got about five minutes to go in our podcast, Adrian. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I know you're familiar with this, and I know I, I have been too. Kids are not, we can't really let the kid go on their own, even if they're enrolled in a charter school, like we're talking about, even if they're enrolled in an independent study program, they still require a parent at home who's going to hold their feet to the fire. Wouldn't you say that it's important for a parent to set up some kind of parameters, some kind of structure? Definitely. Um, I mean, if you have like a, a computer or um, an iPad, um, I know my sister, I believe she, uh, she kind of keeps tight um, tabs on her, <laughs> yeah. on her kids and you can, uh, you can uh, access the parental controls and the settings and uh, you know, it's password protected. So your kids can't mess with it and you can modify it um, to uh, monitor what your kids are looking at and basically how long they can be on there, uh, depending on the controls and the computer. So you can really, you know, because the internet, great source of information, but it's also a great source of danger, um, you know, if left um, unattended. And and kids, you know, they get curious, and there are predators out there um, trying to, you know, uh, do bad things, and you got to protect your kids. So there are there are ways of monitoring and preventing access to certain websites that your kids might uh, want to look at. This is true. Very true. Here's another question for you, Adrian. Um, discouragement. Let's go to another area now. Let's talk about 
the fact that we have a lot of people, like I said, that this is their first time having to be at home, working at home. They're not used to this. They, they get discouraged. Maybe the parent gets discouraged. Maybe the kid gets discouraged. Maybe they both get discouraged. How do you address that problem? Um, one of the main ways of dealing with it, because I really had to um, learn quickly here, especially in the past uh, two or three months since we went primarily all online, um, is um, communication, okay? And uh, two main apps that uh, we use are prevalent. Um, I use the Remind app a lot, and it's an interactive device. I can communicate with my student, um, you know, assignments, and they can communicate with me, which I got so many messages previous, um, you know, in the past three months. How do I do this? You need help? And then I'd set up a Google Meet with them or a Zoom Meet, and we would I would help them through that. Literally, they could see what I was doing on the board. Um, but the communication is a key factor. Yes. There's also one from my daughter's school called Class Dojo. Um, that's where the parent and or the student can interact with the uh, teacher or leave messages and say, hey, you know, I need some help in this. I'm struggling in this. We use that for, well, first of all, we need to know that they're struggling. Second of all, I can point them to resources, um, like we mentioned before, Khan Academy, IXL, uh, YouTube videos. There's there's a myriad of them. There's a bunch of them online. So the communication is the, the key tool because you can have all the other apps or the you know the other websites that students can get help from and parents. But if we don't need, if we don't know as educators that the student is having trouble with something. Um, you know, we can't really point them to the other resources or those resources if they don't know them already. And this is true no matter what kind of system they're working in. If they're still working through the district, if they're working through a school like yours, like the one that you and I have worked for, charter school, whatever system you're working in, whether it's, uh, like I said, charter or a district, they, they have to have that communication. I would agree with you 100%, Adrian. So that parent needs to take that responsibility to when there's something going on, to alert the teacher right away. So. Yes, um, those forums, especially Remind, and um, uh, the other one I was talking about gets my mind at the moment. Oh yes, Class Dojo. Uh, those are just two of many, and uh, communication that way. I mean, I would get some some messages, uh, you know, kind of late in the evening, but at least I knew something was going on, um, you know, where I could help the students and the students. And the parents as well, they're going, a lot of them are having a hard time. I had two students, in fact, whose parents both passed away, not from COVID-19, but during this crisis. So, um, you know, um, they needed some extra time to do stuff. And I would have known if they weren't, you know, would have communicated with me via one of those tools or um, devices, you know. And I th- I'm going to back up what you said scripturally, because we we are a Christian podcast. So I want to back you up, Adrian. Ecclesiastes, which was written by Solomon, the wisest king that ever lived, he said in chapter 4, verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion, but woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. And so I always like that verse because it tells me that if we go it alone and we fall, there's nobody there to pick us up. But like you're saying, you're offering, you as a teacher, are offering to help pick them up when they fall. Correct. Correct. And they can offer me 
encouragement as well too because um I'm not immune to you know um being you know anxious about things and sometimes talking with my students and and or their parents um we're going through this covid nineteen for example together, and it helps when you have somebody that you can relate to or just talk to and uh also you know I wanted to tell parents too that uh Luke, this is one that I liked when I was, uh, I retired about three years ago, but, uh, the last classroom assignment I had, and actually I tried to always remember to pray. So I want to encourage the parents to always pray each day as you're getting ready to help, help your kid out, help your student out at home. But always remember this, this is one, uh, that I'm going to go to with Luke chapter one, 37. And it says right here, for nothing will be impossible with God. So that's what I always remembered in every situation, to uh, look to the Lord always for help. Wouldn't you say that's true, Adrian? Oh, definitely. I mean, um, there's been a lot of anxious moments in this past three months in particular. And I know I keep referring to the past three months, but there's a lot that's happened. And from my point of view, I mean, I wasn't too sure how I was going to uh, how this was all going to work out, especially with the kids, since we switched up totally online just for the time being. But it was a, a very new in that respect. And, um, you know, I have a family. I work with students. I didn't want to get this COVID-19. You know, nobody does. Right. But it happens to people. And um, what helps me is, um, honestly speaking, is when I go outside, I enjoy going outside um, and just taking a breath of fresh air and enjoying God's creation, especially at night uh, when I can see his um, creation. And it's unmistakable that we have a creator because um, just so glorious. And I look at all those stars and I, I recall David saying something to the fact when he looked up the stars and considered their infinitude, basically, that he goes, um, uh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And I look at the stars. I know God's there. It just it just reassures me. And the same Creator who made all those made me, and He can take care of my my needs and my anxiety. Oh, and that's, um, that helps put my mind at ease. Yeah, that is so good, Adrian. That's so good. And let's uh, we're going to close now. I want to thank you for being a guest today. And Adrian and I are going to ask you, uh, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, what Adrian's talking about, what I'm talking about, you know, perhaps you are frustrated right now, and you've had a lot of trouble, and that's why you've tuned in to listen to us, and we hope we have helped you on this podcast. But here's something we can really help you with, and if you take this step, this is the best help you could ever receive, and that's to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. So I'm going to close in a word of prayer. And so, uh, Lord, I just want to pray now with somebody who doesn't know you as uh, their Savior and someone who realizes that they can't not only maybe make it any farther with the helping their son or daughter with their education, but maybe even the problems that they're having in other areas of their lives. And if you'll just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I want you to be my Savior. I want you to come into my life, forgive me of my sins, 
I, I give all of my cares, my worries, concerns over to you. Everything, Lord. I pray now that you will take control of my life and, and show me how I can have that guidance, how I can know exactly what uh, Adrian was saying is true. In Jesus' name, amen. Adrian, thank you for, thanks so much for being a guest. Well, thank you very much, Bill, for having me. I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs>